On a distant planet in deep outer space, not a creature was stirring, not even a trace. When out of the darkness there arose such a clatter, the colonists woke to see what was the matter. Some critters from space had arrived on the land and brought with them a hunger that would grow out of hand. No one knew what to make of these curious beasts, nor how to stop them as they began to feast. They ate all the gifts for the good girls and boys, as well as the good non-binary kids' toys. They ate up the tools the town used for duties, as well as the speakers for shaking their booties. While sparing the suppers they'd planned to behold, they ate up the fridges for keeping things cold. At the rate they were going, the town soon surmised, all that they owned would be gone by sunrise. When all seemed lost in their hour of need, a stranger arrived, a hero? Indeed. A peculiar man who sure loved to talk, arrived with his friends in a tiny blue box. So without further ado, cause I see you've grown listless, we begin the tale of the Pating Who Stole Christmas. That right there, the face of of Ben and Dad is what I've been waiting. Michael, what nine months? So I, I thought of this episode before we wrote any of season four. Like I had this, wow. I was like Christmas special, but Tingu stole Christmas, and I'm 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 waiting to see what Ben and Dan do when I read that title. And this is going to be on the recording, I think, at this point. Whatever. I am Riley Silverman, your game Missy, and welcome to Game of Rassilon's very first Christmas special, our very first Doctor Who Christmas Woo! special. I love Doctor Christmas specials. I'm very excited to get to do one. And even though we have recording of of Michael and Ben saying Christmas specials are terrible and we'll never do one, now it's my regime change and I'm doing it. I'm excited to do it. Let's go ahead and quickly introduce our cast. Of course, we have Joe Kate Lay playing Carrie, as always. Hello. Hello, Joe. How are you? Happy holidays, everyone. I'm doing okay. Make sure that you try to not give cold to your cats this year, no matter how tempted you may be. Yes, very good idea. Also, don't use activated charcoal if you're on medication because they may mm-hmm. ruin your medication. Oh, oh, facts brought yeah, to you by that. Game of yeah. Rassilon. Yeah, if you cool. are on any sort of, especially like like mental health meds, do not take activated charcoal. It turns out or at coal least consult is your doctor bad. first. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the environment is. too. Turns out. Hello, my mm-hmm. name is Dan. I play a doctor on a podcast, <laughs> but I do not play a doctor in real life. <laughs> no, you can cut that. That was the voice of Dan Peck, who plays a doctor. Great. All right. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I did not mean to introduce myself. I was just doing a bit. No, I'm sorry. But you late. did. That's Turns out sailed. you didn't mean to, and yet you did it. I so there we it. go. And that voice you just heard is it? Well, I was saying it, and then Michael started. <laughs> is Ben Patton? Ben is playing a new character in this I episode, am. so we will meet that character as the story goes on. You just heard Michael, the engineer. I'm very excited about Michael's role in today's episode. And joining us as a guest is Emily Blake. Hello, Emily. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. So we will we will learn Emily's role as well. We are changing something. I'm trying something new for this recording. Instead of going around and asking everybody their short-term and long-term goals for XP and stuff, I'm going to just let people who have them declare them during story because it makes more sense to know what your goal is once you know what the story is. I have a suggestion. So that out of the way? Yes. I have a suggestion that will not save time. When sharing your goal, try to do it in rhyme. No. <laughs> So, uh, so Ben's new character is dead, as it turns out, as the story starts, and they're not here for it. So that's fun. That makes my beginning of my show easier, which is good. <laughs> we open not on a strange, exotic alien world, but in Luton, a modest town about an hour's drive from London, a shorter train ride if the times work out. Known for its football club, a history of automotive engineering, and notably, hat making. It's on a chilly Christmas Eve as the sun sets in this town that we meet Stanley Campbell. Ben, why don't you describe Stanley for us? Stanley is an old man in his late 70s. He is uh, just shy of six foot tall, 
He's fairly broad shoulders. He was probably kind of fit and healthy in his younger days, but now he's kind of older. He's retired. He's a widower. He doesn't have the the speed and strength that he that he had uh, in his youth. He has uh, a shock of white hair. He wears a kind of a flat cap kind of situation, kind of a dark gray uh, patterned flat cap. He wears a, a shirt with a just a like a, usually like a. a dark blue like a navy or a deep green kind of sweater over the top and then pants that an old man would wear just pants that are pants um although if you're in england i do want to stress those are trousers he's not walking around bare-legged that would be a nightmare but he does wear uh lime green crocs lovely so it is christmas eve and the sun is setting and you are walking somewhere where are you walking to or from what what is your christmas eve happening right now um I don't think that Stanley has a tremendous amount of family that he spends a lot of time with. Um, I think he probably spent Christmas Eve with the with with the locals down at the pub. I think he was at the pub, um, you know, drinking a pint with people, maybe maybe trying to start a sing song with varying degrees of success of the people who want to who end up spending Christmas Eve at a pub. And I think he's just on his way back to. Uh, he lives in a in a in a bungalow. I think he's just heading home to. Uh, feed his cat and go to bed all right because this is a british christmas special and you were doing a sing song at a pub i'm assuming that we heard the chorus of merry christmas everybody playing while you were there so i think i think that's we we have, we have a real quick montage shot of stanley at a pub and we have does he fly red, no <laughs> yeah reindeer. there's a lot of that yeah right. exactly yeah. <laughs> that's there <laughs> stanley as you're walking home you hear a small commotion that directs your attention to a strange but strikingly familiar blue box, something you haven't seen in use in quite some time, a police box. And it triggers something in you, a, a memory, a hint of vague nostalgia. You were five years old and you were on a trip to London with your father. And after taking a wrong turn or two, you both found yourselves in a strange neighborhood outside of a salvage yard containing just such a blue box. In the back of your mind, you have a vague memory of seeing a teenage girl wander out of the box, carrying her books as if she was heading to school. You tried to tell your dad about this, and he waved it away as the precocious fantasies of a young child, an explanation that you came to accept yourself as you grew older. And yet, Stanley, once again, you see a woman, actually two women, slip into this box. And for a second, you could almost swear that it disappears, flickering in and out of existence. And then it's back, and it's still. What do you do? Uh, I look around to see if there's anyone else in the area who might have seen this. Is it just me at the moment? It's just you. All right. I think I'm going to go and knock on the door and say, uh, are you, uh, everyone all right in there? Everyone, everyone good? When you knock on the door... It opens slightly as if someone left it unlocked and not fully closed. And you see a space that is bigger on the inside. Uh, I think I am kind of in disbelief. And I think I step in like just one foot kind of tentatively across the, the threshold of the doorway to kind of poke my head in, keeping one foot out grounded. I think I'm a little scared, but I'm, I think I'm, my curiosity kind of outweighs my fear in this moment. Okay. I think that you, yeah, you go in, and sure enough, there's a full, massive, large room with a control panel and fun, interesting enough hallways and, and, and weird things to beckon you, and you find yourself wandering, maybe thumbing this control panel for a little bit, and then you see a cat that you follow that leads you down a short hallway. Okay. Yeah, I follow this cat. Doctor, Carrie, the two of you had arrived in Luton following a trail of unusual Archon energy readings, but like several other attempts over the last few months, this trail has gone cold. Disappointed, you return to your TARDIS. Strangely, you find the door is partly open, which you don't recall leaving it that way. And as you wander in, investigating the control panel, you find a handwritten note folded and placed upon the emergency brake, which has been turned off. 
Apologies for the analog note, but it seems your psychic paper is on the fritz. Anyway, had to nip your box for quite a girl's trip, but don't fret. We'll send her back to the exact moment we left her. P.S. You've redecorated. I don't like it. Merry Christmas, sweetie. Uh, the doctor picks up the note and, like, presses it to his heart. And then puts it in his pocket and goes, I love the holidays. Doctor? You now have a TARDIS that is programmed to the exact spot that River and her friend went to. Carry Kara for a Christmas holiday? I mean, you just said holiday twice, so yeah, the more the merrier. Uh, 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 and Carrie just makes um, air, air drum solo. And the doctor has been traveling with Carrie for so long that just instinctively he air guitars and <laughs> music does play from somewhere. <laughs> It's like Wild Stallions, essentially, <laughs> but carry, carry in the Doctor instead. And then uh, as soon as, like, this epic air solo happens, the Doctor reaches uh, onto the console and goes, and now for the whammy bar, and pulls down the, like, the go switch, and we're, we're going to the holiday party. Yeah. Now, do you turn the parking brake back on, or do you leave it off? <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it off because I, it was just too cool of a moment for to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was my gag to explain why there was no tar- there was no TARDIS sound when the the box disappeared and reappeared. Is that River turned it off when she went because she doesn't she knows you don't have to have it on to make it go. And that was a fun little. All right, you arrive on a world known as Peltzer Eight Four. It is a colony in the deep distant future, and there is not snow all around, but there's like a layer of ash. It appears this planet has a pretty strong geothermal activity, and so there's always like a hint of ash in the air, but it's it's relatively harmless, and it is kind of, it kind of looks like there's a planet covered in snow, and there's a pretty quaint little Christmas village type small town of colonists that you have arrived in, and just on first glance, Doctor, it appears this is a colony of energy harvesters, and that they have probably come here to both harvest energy and lithium. And you actually see a lot of devices that are in the ground that are like wells that almost look like like shepherd's hooks. And it's kind of like they pull the energy up out of the planet and then that pulls the energy out from the top and then it curves back down into an area within that's like where lithium gets collected and that lithium is also used for trading. So the planet is kind of using a double set of mining and like, it's kind of like a lot of times because there's heat coming out of this, like the poles almost will have like these red lines that appear around them as the heat goes up and around the corner of the, of the hook. So just like a nice, like good sturdy well, basically. And as you arrive, you realize that while you should be hearing the delightful, celebrations of the Christmas holiday or whatever deep winter holiday is being celebrated on this planet. Instead, you hear a lot of screaming and crying and you realize that something bad is afoot. Ugh, I've had too many Christmases like this. Uh, shall we investigate? Have a bad feeling about this. Huh, danger snow. Carrie's like in, looking all around and, you know, it's, you know, danger snow. It's ash. It's it's not, you know, it's like danger candy, danger rocks, danger crystals. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think it's time to head out and the, the doctor's going to put on, uh, he has a new coat uh, after the the, uh, the other one had been abandoned uh, for a good cause last time. Uh, and it's just a like a very sharp blue kind of just uh, blazer. Um, it's way less formal, but uh, surprisingly warm. Uh, I know it's not actually snow outside, but uh, this will still do the, do the job. Uh, Carrie, uh, you got your bat? You ready? Uh, I mean, you're always ready with the bat. Well, who am I kidding? Uh, yeah, that was a really bad question, Doctor. Yeah. Uh, are, are you refilled on the snacks? Uh, do you want to go anything holiday themed this time around? Uh, we have gingerbread. I can make cookies. Uh, sometimes. As this conversation is going on, <laughs> an old man wearing bright green Crocs and a pair of trousers comes wandering back out of the hallways that he headed down earlier. Uh, did, oh. did, you, did you make that? Uh, did you make hold, hold him? Hold on, hold on. Uh, we may have a ghost of Christmas past here. Um, uh, we uh, uh, come in peace. You want a cookie? Carrie pulls out one of the cookies from her bum bag as she steps in front of the doctor in between this ghostly presence. 
Is, is this an escape room? Is it cause cause what I figure is right, I figure the outsides it looked like a phone box and you go inside and I figure the only place that's gonna do like some kind of like modern optical illusion like that's going to be some kind of escape room. So how, 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 do you, how, how do you get out of this place? The doctor looks at the control panel and realizes that one of the knobs has been turned down all the way to zero and turns it up just a little bit and just blaring is intruder alert, intruder alert. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns it back down. It's like, River, I told you not to touch my presets. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was set to Cockney and you were turning it back to Posh. Uh, hello. Sorry, I'm terribly sorry, old bean. I was wondering if, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, 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 no, this is, I mean, technically, I guess this could be an escape room, but uh, no, you, uh, he- hello, I, I'm the doctor, I, and this is I Carrie. I found that library, and I started pulling books off the shelves looking for hidden switches, and I, I, I think no. what I did there was I made a mess instead, so... Oh. Yeah, and Stanley, you actually have in your pocket, like, a plastic ball from the ball pit when you <laughs> wandered into that room by accident. You <laughs> de-alphabetized my library, and then you, you, uh, uh... Oh, it took me months to do that. Yeah, which was especially uh, which was especially strange because Travis had it in alphabetical order, and I don't know what order you put it in. But <laughs> Travis's order is not my order, Doctor. Carrie like puts out one of her fingers into his lips and just quietly shushes him. You got a first edition of the the, the truce at Bakura there, which I, I I've been meaning to read, but uh, been reading more the more the, the 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 modern like sequel trilogy stuff. But enough of that. Uh, where are we going? I, I think the bigger question is, who are you, friend? <laughs> oh, uh, so my, I'm Stanley. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I, I live in this neighborhood. I'm just around the corner, I think. So uh, I can I can head out if I'm inconveniencing. I didn't expect Wait, this anywhere to be open on which Christmas Eve. Which neighborhood would so. that be? Because um, you may be a little far from home right now. Uh, no, no, literally just because we're in Leegrave, aren't we? So it's just like, it's just around the corner. Uh, it's probably on Waller Avenue's where I live. So we're probably just around the corner for... I, listen, I can... I, I've, t- I've taken up too much of your time. Clearly you're in the middle of something. So I can just... Uh, I can just make my way. Oh, don't step outside. No. Oh, oh, and oh. I think I step outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it needs to move things forward. The door opens and you realize you are... Stanley... You were not in Luton anymore. Oh, bloody hell! Oh, uh, oh that's that got to be crushing. St- is Stevenage then? Where how'd this happen? Um, uh. Well, we we travel. Uh, Carrie and I we travel around, and um, mm-hmm. we are now. Well, I'm guessing that you have only been to Earth, so welcome to your second planet. Well, what what I'm gonna say to that? is that that's a nonsense statement from a madman. So I'm not going <laughs> to acknowledge it, and I'm not going to give it any kind of... Well, you know, you'd think that would hurt me, but I've been called that so many times, it's not even like a big deal anymore. I'm just glad you didn't faint, because the worst thing that you can do is travel with a fainter. I, I, I think Stanley kind of looks at you and kind of nods gently for a minute and then immediately turns to Carrie and says, so what's, what's that actually, is this still the escape room, or what's, what's the deal? Oh no, no. Well, why don't you why don't you take this cookie and uh you know, you, you know, this might be a great time to observe. You know, learning is a lifelong journey, Stanley. Well, and I'm, I'm in my 70s, love. You don't need to tell me that. Uh, well, well look, you know what? We're we're just going to keep moving forward, Stanley. Do you have do you, are you do you have weapons on you? Oh, no, we don't need to worry about that. Look, look, Stanley, we're on our way to uh, my wife's holiday party, so um, would you like to come with us? You have a wife? Is that not you? Me? Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, Listen, uh, I'm not uh, not one to judge, you know? Wow, that's that's just... Oh, Carrie Carrie just keeps walking straight and muttering to herself as she's she's like... She's trying to calm herself. (laughs) I turn to the doctor and say, look, I'm not one to judge. She looks a fair bit younger than than you, and I don't want to make any assumptions. I don't know your... No, 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 Carrie's just... Carrie's just a friend. No, my, my wife is uh, uh, hundreds of years old. Don't worry. There's not. Well, there's still a significant. Okay, age now gap, I'm going to judge but... you a little bit. Just a. This is just a. This so, is sad. As you're saying, my wife is hundreds of years old. You actually, because you have left the TARDIS and you're kind of walking towards this commotion you hear, you actually now see. To you, the very familiar backside of <laughs> your wife 
River Song. What a statement. And I know, I couldn't, it was like perfectly, because I, I was like, how do I, how do I phrase this? Because it was set up so well. And she is standing next to another familiar figure, a woman that you have met once before, Doctor, a woman who looks like Gugu Umbatha-Raw dressed as an outer space pilot. And they are holding a map, and they are overseeing what appears to be a very quaint, Christmassy-looking space village. Just for your own knowledge, Dan, this appears to be a version of River in between the last time we saw her with Matt Smith, but prior to the events of Husbandman's River Song. So this is not a river that has yet gone to the library. Got it. The doctor uh, would recognize uh, his wife anywhere, so with the traditional greeting, he says, Hello, sweetie. Hello, sweetie. So nice to see you. It's been... It's, oh, it's been well, I apologize. I've been um, indisposed, uh, you may have heard. Uh, went missing for a while, and uh, I see that you have met Melissa. Hello. So nice to see you again. Oh, yes, of course we've met. We're... Oh, does that mean you and I have met? Sorry, it's hard to tell. I... Uh, you, you know, this happens more often than you'd be... Like, this happens all the time. Don't worry. Sorry. Hello. Yes, uh, we will meet eventually, but hello, the doctor. Great to meet you for your first time. Oh. It's very Merlin. It, it's very Merlin and Arthur, but we'll get a hang of it. I promise. I promise. Okay. Yeah, I'll just I'll put that down in my book. Sure. Oh, you have a book. Oh, perfect. Oh, did you set her up with a book because some people she knows. just have books. That's true too. Hang on, let me get this down. I pull out a little notepad and a pencil, and I just <laughs> lick the tip, and I'm start, I start making notes. Oh, the Notepad of Stanley, a Big Finish audio series. So, um. Uh, 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 River, I'd like you to meet uh, Carrie. Uh, we've been traveling for some time. Hello. Th- uh, hi. They're not uh, married, apparently. Don't. That's apparently a, a, oh. a bad topic to bring up. No, no. Uh, okay, oh, so uh, yes, there's going to be a little bit of math here, but no, River and I, we, we are married, although we haven't seen each other in a bit. Again, apologies. Uh, uh, this is uh, th- this is Stanley. Um, oh. I don't know him. He just kind of wandered into my, uh, well... He thinks it's an escape room, and I kind of love that, so he wandered into my escape room. Yeah, he's new here. That makes sense. Darling, he loves to collect people. All right, well, I'm not entirely sure what to do with any of the sequence of words that anyone has said, but I am going to make notes so that I have something to share with my therapist after New Year, so I think... Yeah, Dr. Song, I will say that what you just said made him sound a little bit like a serial killer. I'm just going to put that out there. It is, yeah. He likes to collect people. I So I just want to clarify, he likes to collect friends and make acquaintances and things like that, so just... And, and he's very charming. And, and it's Melissa, not so much the nature of the people that I am I'm, ha- I'm hung up on. It, it, there is the usage of the word collects, which does feel a little like Dexter adjacent to me, if I may be completely Yeah, frank. it's more of a like, he's good at making friends. Let's just put it that way. Okay. He's very oh, charming. So, he's sometimes. quite handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, sometimes. just write this down. Bald man. No yeah. friends. All right. So no, I've written oh, that. No, no, sometimes no, friends. He has lots of friends and not always a man. Sometimes not. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes very naughty when not a man. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. That is more Gender than enough about the doctor for optional. today. Yeah, no, I, Melissa, Carrie, I don't think the two of you have met, but I do believe you would be very fast friends. In fact, you and River would get along great. It, Carrie, you're going to love everyone. Hello, ladies. I choose violence on the regular. It's good to meet you two. Sounds like you Ooh, also like choose one. violence. Ah! Oh, we're going to be friends. The two of you, and she points to River and Carrie, the two of you might be a dangerous combination. Mm, there's a little promise here. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, uh, this is going to be a great, great day. Anyways, does anybody really understand anything about the danger snow that's uh, just, you know, hanging around here? Anyone? Oh, the, that's just ash. This is a volcanic planet. There's some geothermal activity. There's ash. That's fine. That's... The screaming, on the other hand, is a little bit why the good doctor, not not you, doctor, River Song, the doctor. I sh- I'm just going to call you River. Is that okay if I don't call you Dr. Song for this particular confusing That'll moment? Do. That'll do. Good. We are here because of an opportunity that happens to arrive, and we're just 
taking advantage of it. But you might want to take more care of the people that are screaming and running and, and running in fear and that kind of stuff. Like that's that seems more your bag. I mean, it is. I I I got your note, River. So here for the party, but you know, saving lives will always come first. Sorry, the job. I know putting the job before the relationship. I shouldn't be doing that. I know we talked about that with the therapist. I'm 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 going to put in the work. I promise. But it is Christmas and people screaming. I gotta help. Sometimes people screaming is the party. Wow, y'all are just like a river of truth and learn all sorts of things today. I I immediately stop writing and I put my pocketbook back in my pocket and say, I, I don't think I want anyone reading any of this. If this is happening in my head, then I'm just going to keep it right there. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, let's say, uh, look, look, this will definitely be a Christmas to remember. So uh, let's head towards the screaming. And the doctor starts taking off. You arrive at what appears to be kind of a town like meeting hall, like the kind of center of government for the city. And sure enough, it seems like a little temporary triage type center has been set up. People are wrapping themselves in blankets and looking around, trying to find their loved ones and such and such. So it's a pretty typical arriving in the middle of a catastrophe kind of moment. Yeah, I think the doctor immediately is going to look for whoever looks the most in charge uh, to then offer assistance. Yeah, there seems to be a gentleman who is is directing people and, and barking orders and stuff like that. And yeah, he seems to be the person in charge. Uh, hello, uh, I'm the doctor. This is my this is my party. Welcome to the party. Um, sorry, there's people getting hurt. Um, wh- what's going on? Is there anything we can do to help? Uh, I don't know. We're a lot's been happening. There's they, they just came out of the darkness and they're just eating everything. Do, oh. Wait, did you say your name was the doctor? Uh, yes. Hello. <laughs> okay, come on. This is the prank, right? Oh, no, that, uh, okay. Look, long story, uh, a bit of a bit of a smear campaign about my name, but uh, I'm here to make things right, so let's put the past behind us. What, what can I do to help? What do you mean smear? I mean, like, it's just, it's Christmas, the doctor shows up. I mean, it kind of feels like a little cliche, right? I mean, it's a good suit. Uh, it's not what you had on in the story. You had on, like, a gray suit. Pipe! Pipe, come over here. And an old man walks up, and he's kind of, you know, relatively familiar. And the guy says to him, is this a prank? This is not, this is not a good time for, for a prank. I'm sorry, your name is Pite? And he looks at you jaw-dropped and agog. And, Michael, I'm going to have you play this character. Why not? This is fun. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is kind of your idea, so I think I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh... How you, how, how are you here? I told you, I, uh, I'm here whenever people need help. It's good to see you. Uh, wow, uh, you've, you've grown so much. Uh, how are you? Uh, aside from, you know, this triage center and something coming out of the darkness and eating things. But how are you? I do want to know how you are. In, in general, uh, pretty good. Uh, specifically in the moment, bad. Uh, would... Yeah, um... Well, why don't you tell me what's going on? Um, you know I'm good to help. It's the the central... uh, Well, something's happened. There were strange sort of cocoons down there, and something happened when we we activated the central well again. It, 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 It hatched the eggs, and they're loose. How, how big were these eggs? They, they weren't monstrously huge, are they? Because I do not have the bandwidth to deal with a Balrog today. No, uh... Wait, wait, wait. The guy who was, like, in charge stops. I, how long is this going to... So did you hire reenactors to play the characters from your story? I don't understand what's happening right now, but we have a serious situation that's going on. No, 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 no. Listen, it's, it's an escape room. It's fine. Just go with the narrative, because it's all going to unfold in an interesting... Do we have a time limit on this, am, by the way? Is... I am the judge of this town. I oh. don't know about a narrative happening. This is like, there's a serious oh, dilemma going on you're... here, and this children's oh, book okay. character right. has just wandered in yeah. and is now declaring himself a hero. Right. Cool. So I didn't realize you was part of it. All right. Sorry, now I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I think Pite's going to put a hand on... He's going to put one hand on the leader's shoulder and one hand on Stanley's shoulder and do that sort of looking at both somehow that only exists in television stories uh, and say, this is no children's story. 
This is no game. <laughs> That's the doctor. And then, like, I hope you like children's stories, Mr. Stanley. You're in one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's oh better. My um, God. I hope you like it. No, uh. <laughs> oh my Let me God. try again. Um. Oh no, Doctor Who does not have a good track record with pirate stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me uh, add another is, layer to this ridiculous yeah, tale. Now we also this is have getting deep. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and as as this extra level of confusion is happening and everything is flat. Somebody, uh, a, a woman runs up. Her name is Phoebes, and she runs up and she's like, "Judge, judge." <laughs> We can't find Polly anywhere. Who's Polly? And then the judge, Judge Banks, says, that's my, that's my daughter. What? Oh, it is on. No, nobody messes with children on a holiday. I, we have to find her. We have to, and then you realize now that this guy is actually sitting in a chair because he's nursing an injury on his foot that I forgot to mention earlier, which <laughs> makes things a little different. He's like, I, okay, fine. If you're this doctor that Pite has been talking about for decades, and yet somehow you're younger than him. My daughter is somewhere in that town, and those creatures are running amok, and if you can help her, I would be in your debt. I never refuse help when it's asked. Just point me in the direction I need to go. And he looks at you, and then he points to the town, and he goes, I, I don't know where she is. That's what we just found out. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've got to be better at picking up the clues in these things, because they can be a little vague sometimes, but I feel like that one was like a big obvious one. I, I was going to ask you, Stanley, could you reference back your notes? You're taking the minutes for us. No, so I, we should I really stopped keep... because if this is either an escape room or this is like the light at the end of the tunnel and uh, either way, I don't think this is something I should be disclosing to my therapist, so I'm going to just I'm just going to go with the flow. Listen, before we go, do you have anything on the wall that like rotates or something that fits into something else uh, that, uh, that shouldn't be together but if you put them together, it like reveals a tra- trap door or no. Like a key? I mean, a key would... They're not going to give you a key in an escape room. That's far too obvious. I mean, there might be a key. Hold on, dear. All will be revealed. Just uh, stay with us. Keep yourself safe. All right. Watch you up. Uh, yeah, so I, I, the doctor turns back to... I'm going to just refer to this as the Christmas party because it's just a great way to refer to everyone. <laughs> uh, so, 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 yeah, the doctor turns to the Christmas party and says, um, All right, uh, Christmas mystery, anyone? Uh, I know it's not quite the party you had in mind, River, but there's always time for that. We can just pop in the TARDIS and visit as many Christmases as we want, but shall we go save Christmas again? I'll hold you to that. <laughs> I might as well, Melissa says. <laughs> I don't. I didn't pay for this one, so I probably won't be doing another one after this because I'm on a fixed income. Uh, as- oh, oh. Well, if it's money you're after, I have plenty of jobs going. Oh, okay. We're going to make a fortune on this one. Stanley, just Stay close with us. Uh, it's it's yeah. just best if you don't wander you off from what? the group. What What is your favorite kind of snack, Stanley? Cookies? You like gingerbread cookies? These are baked by the doctor. Carrie reaches for one of the gingerbread men. Well, actually, it's actually funny you should say bag. that. There's something, you know, mm. one of my favorite things, and no one tends to carry them around, but I'm, I'm particularly fond of a nice granola bar. Oh, <gasps> Stanley. Oh, oh, we're going to be good friends. You know what? Here. And Harry <laughs> pulls out a, a non, non-legalized non granola bar because we don't have the money or the budget for that. But we love the <laughs> Patreons. It's an off-brand Someone. granola bar. The, the judge is like, all right, this is ridiculous. Wait, the girl with the granola bar and her fanny pack, just like the story. I, I, it's a little on the nose, y'all. It's a little on <gasps> the nose. I'm in the story, too? Okay, well, you got to tell me more about this. Oh no, we uh, uh, and I turn to River and I turn back to Carrie. Like we we don't give spoilers. Oh, okay. And then, as as this is all going down in the distance, you hear a commotion as something collapses or something like a building falls down or something crashes down. Kind of you can't really see anything happen. You just hear it as a reminder that something serious and dangerous yeah. is happening in this town. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The doctor is outside, and whoever follows. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm following. Okay. The very first place you come to is a house that appears like it might actually be the home of the judge. It kind of feels like it has that kind of like central leadership type house. And the front door is open. It does, it does appear that it was like ripped open, like something something chewed through the door. Uh, I would like to inspect the chew marks. Okay. Or teeth marks, I suppose. <laughs> chew marks is not a thing. Okay. Isn't that Go that subscription ahead. box of like stuff for your dog? 
Yes. Cool. Oh my dog, god. Dogs don't know it's not faking. <laughs> All right. The packaging's unmarked, so your dog doesn't know. <laughs> Doctor, go ahead and make an awareness and I'm going to say knowledge check on the door that you marks. So that will be a 13 in total with a uh, die with a one. Okay. You know what? You feel like a vague sense of recognition, but you can't quite piece it together. But as as you are trying to piece it together, based on a roll that Michael just sent me in secret, a 19 roll, a creature drops down onto Carrie's back. And Doctor, you see it. And it is the unmistakable form of a pating. It has not yet touched Carrie's skin, but it is hanging off of her back. Carrie is screeching at Banshee Pitches. I will not be doing that in person. <laughs> if you would like to pay for that, that will be on our Patreon later today. <laughs> Can I shoot it with a laser? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we will drop now into a conflict. So, uh, is anyone going to try to talk to or reason with the Pating? No. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? No, I am screaming. <laughs> you have a meta Pating. I guess, I guess screaming does count as talking, so Carrie is going to be doing? first. Carrie's going to go first. Yeah, no, screaming. This is the first time in the history of, of, of Game of Rassilon that Carrie is a talker. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is the first time it's not actions first. It's all screeching. All right, so, so Joe, I just put it in the Facebook chat so you can get an okay, idea of what this creature you. on your back is. God, I'm going to just, like, be... Oh, my God! Oh, no! <laughs> no! It's, I don't like it's it. It's very little, too. It's, it's very much like Stitch. Oh, yeah, it's like oh, a... I don't... It's so cute. No! I so, love cute, ugly things, but this one really draws a line. <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely Ben's favorite Doctor Who monster. Ben is pretending like nothing else. So this thing is, okay, so we are now in a conflict. We have established that Carrie is talking, quote unquote. Yeah. Is anybody doing a non-combat particular thing? I think <laughs> I'm just holding on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know I think because I got that one, I'm not going to do anything that, like, I'm Almost yeah, too distracted fair. to not do anything this combat round. All right. Stanley's not doing anything. Stanley's kind of stunned into silence, kind of okay. frozen on the spot. Great. So, Carrie, you are screaming. Mm-hmm. River, you have declared you are going to attack this Pating. So go ahead and make for me, River, a... Let me look at the character sheet again. That's right. I forgot this. I forgot this version of the game does not have marksmen anymore. So make a coordination and conflict roll. I think okay. you're trying to shoot this thing. So I just roll 2d6 and then add the number? Yeah. So, oh. like, your coordination is 4, your conflict is 4, so you're even 8 plus your dice total. Okay. And if you get a 1 or a 6, let me know on the dice. 9. 9 on the dice, then. Okay, so 9 plus 8, so that means that's going to be... Ooh, 17. Uh, Okay, so you got a 17 on your roll. That is a very, very good roll for shooting a, a creature with a laser beam. And you do that, but it is a pating which feeds off of energy. And so what has happened is, I will say that because you're, you had a successful roll, I will say that you did successfully get it to get off of carry, but now it is charging toward you because you just fed it and it's thinking, oh my God. Oh, actually, Michael, you can decide that for yourself. Oh, I, but- I'm going to eat that gun. You're absolutely, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat it. She's just, she was just like, I turned to River Song and she was like, cupcake, cupcake. And I'm like, I want more cupcakes. So I'm, co- I'm coming, <laughs> cupcake, I'm jumping. In Pating, what everybody out outside of the Pating's brain hears is like, ah! but inside the Pating brain, it's like, cupcake, cupcake, as it runs towards <laughs> River. Is, is there any way that my reflexes are fast enough that when it hops off of me, I, I go for a bat swing? We will do that as a second round of conflict. Copy so that'll you. be that'll be action for you. I got you. So we have. Does anybody? Does anybody in the second round want to do something? So now we yes. have a pating that is moving towards River. So Stanley, what do you want to do? I want to talk, action, a move. I want to attack. Kick it like Charlie Brown kicking a football. <laughs> okay. Oh. Stanley's an attack. Joe's an attack. Doctor River, are you doing anything? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm not sure if it's going to be a move or a do, but like I kind of want to uh, hold whoever is closest to me like back from it because I know how dangerous these are. So I'll let you determine Ye- what would that would be. I'll, I'll I'll say you pull Melissa back because she's closest to you, and that okay. way she's out of the order as well. As well. So what's happening now is is Stanley's going to kick it. Mm-hmm. Joe's. Go- so I'll, I'll, I'll just do Stanley and Carrie this round. So River, I think I think River's probably moving because it's coming yeah, yeah, towards yeah. you, right? So I, I, I definitely want to do some cool pirouettes. 
Yeah, so that'll be your <laughs> yes. that'll be your action this round. And so what we have happening now, River's backing away in cool pirouettes. But seeing you are approaching River trying to get her gun. So we have three attacks. A carry attack, a Stanley attack, and a Pating attack. So let us have Stanley go first because you haven't gone yet. So Stanley, okay. why don't you make a, a I'm going to say coordination and conflict because even though it's a strength thing, I think you're trying to target this little creature. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a yeah. base of two. Uh, I rolled a 10 with a six. Yeah. Okay. You do make contact, and I will say that because of your six, you are able to hit it in a way that your croc does not expose your skin to its toxic skin. Cool. So you, you're you able to hit it, uh, which surprises it. <laughs> Carrie, why don't you go ahead and make as well a coordination and conflict roll? Okay, and I was going to say, since Stanley did such a good job hunting it, can I hit it while it's flying through the air? Absolutely, <laughs> like, that'll be, that'll like, be part of the six. Yeah. I, I make yes. eye contact with Stanley oh. as he's getting up to punt it, and I, I yell to Stanley, oh. Stanley, this way! So when he hits it, it yeah, setting he, he's the best pitcher. Stanley's the best pitcher. And I was going to say, Stanley would never wear Crocs without socks, not to make this assumption for you, it's Stanley, winter, but I'm guessing at your age. I would absolutely be wearing socks under the Crocs. Yeah, I, I just, I just had, a, I had a funny feeling that that might be a thing. Yeah. He's um, also in his 70s, so he'd definitely be wearing <gasps> socks under Crocs. Yeah. Oh, oh I, Carrie is about to I knock have, this baby out so ooh. far. Okay, so we had a base of 8 plus 3 <gasps> with the bat, so that means we're at an 11. And then I rolled a, rolled a 10 with a six. So, yeah, uh, so that's 21 yeah. with a six. Yeah, Carrie, I will let you, Joe, describe what happens to this creature that is in the air. I want, to, I want you to describe Yeah, I'm going to say this to is it. our total Michael Bay glory moment. So as Stanley really punts this baby through the air, we get slow-mo. Like when the Transformers go through the air, this pating is just like flying through the air. Maybe there's um, choral music behind it as it's flying through the air. <laughs> And as as it's flying through, we see Carrie kind of uh, batter up swing. And uh, once uh, we, we see the bat move forward in slow motion, the pating flying towards the bat in slow motion. Once they make contact, it speeds up and Carrie hits this pating so hard, it splats against the other wall. Like, and then just kind of does the slow <laughs> slide down. I'm yeah. guessing this is the level of, of contact. And uh, I would say that uh, while the while the patings fly through the air, Carrie goes into Stanley for a high five. I think yeah. Stanley kind of slowly puts his hand up and does the high five, and yeah. and then says, uh, "Listen, I'm 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 going to level with you all. Uh, I I don't think this is an escape room." Well, what gave that away, Stanley? I I think we might be somewhere else. I think we might just be. In Tenerife. I have no idea where that is, Stanley, but maybe this little thing that's against the wall might. Well, my friend my friend George went to Tenerife and he got a nasty bite, so maybe it was from one of these things. He didn't really go into detail, but it swelled up for like oh, a really? week. Oh, so maybe. Well, that's very interesting. Stanley, you're very clever. Thank you. Uh, I try my best. I think the hat does most of the heavy lifting. I can tell a man like you has seen some things. I, I think that to, to, to narrate the Bating leaving the, the conflict scene, I think you knocked it far enough away that it landed near one of the Shepherd's Hook wells that I was talking about and seeing a pretty good source of energy. It's running towards that and starting to chew on that. So now the the house that you were trying to enter is, seems to be clear and safe to enter. I will go ahead and just to, to move things forward, Doctor, why don't you make another, I'll say, awareness and... Awareness and presence comp role for me, Doctor. This is, like, to see how well you're able to search the house. Okay. For the folks at home, the Pateng, like, does one of those little runs and jumps into a duct, so you get a great view of its creepy little tail. Uh, that would be a 14 for me. No magic numbers. Okay. Yeah, I would say that you, you're you able to click the, search the house quickly. It's not very big. It's definitely this is a pretty Spartan type of town where people are kind of just here for work and not like putting down roots. So the house is not very big, even for a leader, and you cannot find anyone inside. You definitely can tell that that of uh, that Pating have been going wild in here eating things, but they have they seem to have gone. The one that attacked Carrie was possibly like the last of a group. But you definitely get to tell you can definitely tell Doctor there are multiple Pating. This is not one single Pating. Alright everyone. The the good news is this house appears to be empty, but the bad news is that no poly here and what I I'm worried about more so is how the judge was saying, or 
Pite was saying that there were multiple egg sacs. A pating is capable of basically eating a planet, and if there's more than one, we need to stop them. And there's no doubt that they are going to the lithium mines. So we have to get there before this poly person is in danger. So we have to go. Uh, is everyone okay? Stanley, are you okay? This is this is all brand new for you. I I, I apologize. You figured it no, out. It's, it's fine. Not this, uh, it's not an escape room. Congratulations, you've thank solved you. the yeah. puzzle. My, my main concern now is if we are in Tenerife, I, I ain't got my passport, so I'm gonna have a hell of a time getting home. That's could not be the littlest of your problems right now. We have yeah, planet-eating abso- monsters right. trying yeah. to destroy a, this town. You're right. I mean, I'm in Tenerife. I have my my jabs or nothing. So you know. <laughs> that's, that's a concern. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've never left. I've never left England before. This is this is magical. I am loving every minute of this, except for the bit when my foot nearly got eaten by one of them like Disney Stitch experiment things. That could have been. That could have gone better. Yeah, but you really got to jingle his bell, uh, Stanley. Stanley. I. Uh, I don't go in for a high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stanley's catching on. And, uh, Doctor, I want you to make for me a awareness and intuition check for me. Uh, wow, all fours uh, and, and everything. Uh, so that would be a 16. Okay, I'm going to make a roll for Melissa here. You said you have a 16? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Melissa was not able to be completely subtle about this. You see Melissa kind of like lean over to River and whisper to River. So you catch her doing this. And because I had rolled a one, so she's not being as subtle as she wants Mm. to be. And she says to River, look, I care about this kid as much as they do, but we do have a pretty strict time schedule and we do have to get to the machine shop before those things eat it. So... We may have to figure something out here. I agree. But we also do have a life to save. Yes. Yes, just a life. You're right. Um, Great. Then I will follow your lead. All right. So you are currently in this house that's kind of in the middle of the town. And to the west, there are a couple of looks like pubs and kind of in the Northwest there's a chapel. There is a couple of restaurants that are also North of the house you're in. And there's also, you, you heard Melissa mention a machine shop and you can kind of see that is up more to the Northeast. And there's like a post shop, like a, like a post office, a communications stall that is a little bit more to the West and the the core mine that you were talking about is to the far north, and there's a giant metal red pole sticking out of. So it seems like this this core mine is really getting just pure heat energy and not trying to get lithium. So it's like this gigantic northern pole of a well. If you want to find an innocent girl, obviously she's gone over there to the machine shop. Lead on. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good place to go. Uh, wh- why, why a machine shop though? Uh, young girls love machine shops. It's a well-known fact. Uh, outside, outside of England, that happens everywhere else. But everyone knows. Everywhere else. Everywhere, everywhere else. Everywhere. Universally, like like England on Earth is like the outlier in that particular cell. Yes. Well, actually, I would say that most girls in England probably also want to get involved in STEM, but are being like kept back by societal patriarchy and things like that. That would be that would be what I would say is probably what's actually happening. Well said, I know what Melissa. You're right. I, I read this fascinating article in a in the local paper about how uh, young women have gotten more interested in STEM following the release of that 2016 Ghostbusters movie. So, and and you know, actually, really, it. we should be yeah, we should be talking about STEAM because art is also involved with all of this, and it's equally as important. That's true. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of things getting steamy, so I think that's a good call. And <laughs> so then, yeah, you head right. to. <sighs> The machine shop and the machine shop is it actually looks like kind of like a medical technology company that is like set up a base of operations here on this colony. And it's actually a company by the name of Epoch MedTech, a subsidiary of Epoch Industries. Hmm. 
This, this company, yeah, they get, they get they have a finger in everything these days, don't they? Well, except TVs. Oh, just wait. Well, I, I mean, I've got a magpie at home, so... Oh, dear. This building seems to, so far, not have been touched by the, the chaos. Not, not for any particular reason, this, the things haven't gotten to it yet. But, yeah, it appears to be fairly put together still. Hello? Anyone out? Well, not home, but, like, anyone within earshot? What? No, we're still here. We're not quite dead. Yeah, no, no. No one responds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she's not here. Let's, uh, where's the next place we can check? Oh, we don't know that for sure. She might still be in here. She might be injured. Yeah, we should probably go just look and see. You know, we could just, the two of us could take a pop in. If you all want to stay out here and keep guard, that would be fine. Uh, you know, I would feel a lot better if I came with you. For whatever reason, I'm just getting vibes from this place. Bad vibes. We don't, we don't like good vibes. Uh, uh, Carrie, perhaps uh, you and Stanley should maybe check the chapel or the pubs or somewhere else that's not here. Uh, uh, oh, oh, okay, doctor. Carrie winks at him. I, I will... Stanley, you're British. Yep. You love pubs. Oh, I love a good pub. Why don't, why I actually do, just, yeah, why don't uh, we go... just left a pub. Really? Well, why don't we start going to another one? You know, I, I heard you're well-versed in the pub crawl. Uh, well, I mean, my younger days, yeah, I used to go on a bit of a crawl, yeah, but uh, not, 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 with, not with my hip these days, you know. But uh, I'll go check out the pub for you, see if we can find that, uh, what's her name, Molly? Polly. Let's go find Polly. Great. They, they just continue this conversation as they walk away. Okay. And Carrie's, Carrie's like, making, like, gestures towards the doctor, like, good luck, you got this. Just be you. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and follow. Let's follow this for now. Let's follow. Let's follow Stanley and Carrie as you head towards this pub. And you actually, while you're on the street, you actually encounter another pating that is currently chewing on a light post. Do you want to engage with it, or do you want to try to sneak by it, or what do you want to do? Oh, creepy and ugly. Wait, Stanley, would creepy and ugly lead us to other creepy and uglies? That's a great question. I I mean, I don't have a tremendous amount of experience with creepy and slash or ugly or sure, sure, any sure. combination thereof. But like, what I, if, I mean, if, if threatened and if also it weren't going to like immediately try to eat our shins, maybe it would retreat to the comfort of the nest. Uh, but that's, I'm, I'm speculating based on the fact that this might be me passing out on a toilet in the pub bathroom. So I have no... I have no idea. So, I what? What's your uh, what's your read well, on the I was, situation? I, I was. I don't know. I, I feel like its little legs can peek through the the crock holes in your shoes, and if if we just use that as like a, a cage, and its its legs can peek out, it, and we tie something to that, or I mean, your your crock is really neon, so maybe we can just follow it as, well, a, as a sign because it's bright enough. Listen, I, I love I love mm. where your head's at, except for the part mm. where I'm only wearing one shoe because I, I need the support. Like, you know uh, what I mean? My, uh, my, yeah. my arches, well, my feet. Why don't, why don't you my body, borrow my, my body shoes? What it was, you know? I've I I I don't uh, I, uh, I. Well, could you? What about my boots? They 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 have insoles. You want me to wear your boots? Yeah. So your feet will be fine. I, we catch the thing. I, I, or unless you have something else, Stanley. Let's find something. I don't want to have to. I listen. I, I love the thought, but I, I would rather not take my Crocs off. All right, touchy about the Crocs. I'm gonna get, no, I just I don't want to get a bunion. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Carrie's still eyeing the Crocs, trying to figure out how she can maybe swipe them. <laughs> I think I can see. Listen, I. I'm not, I'm not, please don't ask me to take off the Crocs, please. <laughs> okay, no, 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 I, I get it, you're a little touchy about the feet. It's not, I mean, it's not so much the feet as it is the <laughs> the Crocs. While we're on this topic, I actually have a question, Ben. <laughs> Are the Crocs in sport mode? <laughs> Do people know about this? No. Uh, never mind. Oh, is it the, is it the, the When you put the, the little tabbies the at the, he, at the, yeah, when you put them on your... Ankles, it's called sport mode. It's no, a whole I mean, we've been dealing with it at work. Never mind. Yeah, Stanley keeps the cro- <laughs> like they slip. He likes to slip in and he likes to slip out easy. Classic so croc. Almost certainly Respect. just yeah. Cla- class, good old classic croc. All right, next scene. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to. Uh, so okay, let's 
how about just for the sake of, of story of, of there being tension, why don't you Carrie and Stanley, why don't you both make a coordination and I'm going to say subterfuge roll for me to see if you're able to stealthily get past just yeah. Pating without it noticing you. So we're going to base a four and I roll two sixes. Targets okay. windows, baby. Okay. And and Joe, how did Carrie do? Twelve. No magic numbers. Twelve? Yeah. I'm going to say that despite this very long, loud conversation about Crocs and usage or not usage, <laughs> it was a pretty low It was a pretty low roll. Unless, Michael, do you want to make an awareness check or do you want to be pretty focused on this light? I had rolled an awareness check earlier and I got a one on one of the dice and rolled like a seven. So it's just <laughs> like, so the, yeah. live your lives. I'm just made light. all the sense. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, the, the thing here is a conversation, but the conversation is not the light, not the light, not the light, not the light, not the light. So you're just going to town on the light. So let's come back to Melissa Phoenix, River Song, and the doctor who are. I, I think that between Melissa and River, I don't think we need to roll to see if we're able to pick a lock to get into the Epoch MedTech machine shop. So, yeah, we're in the shop. and I'm just picturing the the, the lock sees the two of you and it's just like, all right, come in. It's, it's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. So we are now in this shop. It is a patent office for Epoch MedTech technology. So there are lots of patents and blueprints and schematics and things like that. Well, I'm just going to start looking through things and saying, Polly, Polly, dear, as I just pull up things where there's no way a child could be behind them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the doctor just immediately says, whose job is it? I, I don't know what you mean. Sorry? I, I, River, come on. Is it your job or is it your job, Melissa? Come on. Who's working on Christmas? I apologized earlier <laughs> for working on Christmas. This is a two-way street. Whose job We're is it? We're travelers, dear. It is always Christmas somewhere. So it's your job. Okay. Uh, is, this a, is this a steel thing? Is this a ancient uh, civilization sort of thing? You're not thinking about selling patings on the market, are you? Because I cannot. Oh, no. Surely you know me better than that. Okay. I'm just going to let you know that I rolled a presence and subterfuge check, and I got a... Let me make sure of this. Yeah, so I had an 8, and I rolled a 9, but I also had a 6, so I have a 17 plus a 6. So I'm going to say, while you are having this conversation, you have lost track of what Melissa is doing during this conversation. So I'm going to let you two roleplay, and yeah. you do not notice Melissa during it. Come on, again, this is exactly what we talked about with a the therapist. Like, we need to be honest with one another. I, I, t I apologized for having to work on Christmas, and now you're withholding from me. Sweetie, you know I'm an archaeologist. You know I'm also a thief. This is not news to you. I understand that, but you could, you could be straight with me. Leave me a note that says, hey, I'm heisting. Not, hey, we're having a girl's trip, just popping into the TARDIS for a bit. It, it's just... Yes, but I mean, you always want to... She's not yeah. lying. Yeah. We are two girls on a trip. We didn't, say, we didn't say come join us for a party. That seems to be a thing you got in your head. We're just, you know, she's an archaeologist and a thief, and... There happens to be a location where there was a catastrophe that caused the loss of some information, and we happen to have a pretty interested buyer who wants an information. I don't mean to give her a British accent. I don't know. It's like I keep slipping into it. You know I... You know I don't like you taking the TARDIS for crime. Like, if you did take it for anything else, errands, that's... But crime, murder... I barely... I, I barely borrowed it. it. You got it back right away. <sighs> I don't want to fight at the holidays. We always fight at the holidays. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't think this was a fight. I thought this was cool. Oh, my God. It, it, it can be both. There's enough entries in your journal, in your diary, for it to have been both with a history there. Just, it, that's not the point. It, there are people Is that being... your thing? Is that your two of your thing? I, I don't want to intrude in a relationship. I just maybe like... Sometimes, sometimes a hostile dynamic is actually kind of like part of the fun for a couple... I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to get involved. You do you. It is very much our thing. I, I just, I, these patings are just so dangerous. You had to come and do a heist during a pating operation. I mean, th th there is a, a, there's a missing person that we need to find. It, heist later. Can, can we heist later, please? Can this be my Christmas present? We, we put the heist on hold and we help those who need it. You don't have to get me anything. I don't need any electronics. I don't need, I, I, I have a brand new coat. I don't need a coat. Just, this could be my present. The coat is fantastic. Thank you. I knew you'd like. I knew you'd like. When I picked it out, I said River is gonna like this. I knew. Uh, thank you. That makes me feel very nice. Very good. Oh, it's good quality. I love it. Oh, thank you. Oh, 
Wait, fight! So the no, pitch we is that we, we leave the. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you were adorable, and I'm, I'm I ship it. I ship it hardcore. So is the pitch that we're leaving this behind and allowing this technology to get gobbled up, possibly by little space creatures, while we just run around this town again? That's the pitch. This is important. Fine, let's go. Oh no, I mean the technology is important. This is important. Oh, oh yes, of course, yeah. Sweetie, okay. I love you. I, you know I adore you. You're the, the greatest thing, but I understand you have to save people. That's why you're here. I'm here to protect the past and the future. Fine. We'll, we will have this conversation later. Just anything that can kill people, just don't steal that. Just, just keep it to misdemeanors. I... I and the doctor just walks out. Like, I mean, he's is just it really like, a crime <laughs> if, if it's not... Is it really a crime that's going to disappear after today? Come on. The doctor just knows that he has lost this fight in the future, so <laughs> right. he's just he's just bailing. Like he's just Dan, like, I'm giving you a story point for that, real, that realization. And by the way, the funny thing is Melissa already has at this point what they wanted because that's what the role was for. And I love that you've all been talking and she was acting like you didn't get to have it. And she was like, I guess we'll go. And then it's like, no, we're going to get it. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> The doctor doesn't the doctor doesn't always win and this is the doctor losing. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to go back to to by the way, both of you I'm actually going to give you both an extra story point. The one I already gave Dan and I'm giving going to give one to Emily as well because I think you played River so well in that scene. That was so yeah. fun to watch the two of you. There was a point where I'm like my character is doing stuff but I kind of wanted to sit back and watch these two be Doctor and River together. You guys make a good Doctor and River. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Stanley and Carrie, you have found your way into a pub, and it is just your, your typical... It, Stanley, you've, you've seen enough pubs that even though this has a lot of space technology, they probably filmed it just in a pub in the UK, and... They just glued some, like, cogs and put... A- just like velcroed a bunch of iPads to the wall showing animations <laughs> done by the BBC Wales visual effects team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... That's even more advanced than I was thinking it was. I was imagining just like a pub and they put like space on that space. They put like, like Peltzer 84 on the pub yeah. somewhere, sign somewhere. So here we are. So you enter the pub and. Uh, can I pitch a name for the pub? Sure. How about the Dog and Dalek? Love it. Love yeah. it. Perfect. There's a pub yeah. in my hometown called uh, the Dog and Donut. So I wanted to kind of nod to that. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. So you head into this pub and you get into about the middle of the room and it's dark. You do hear noises around you, but you can't see anything because the lights are out. What do you do? I I think instinctively Stanley uh, coming from, you know, the 2020s is just going to say, speaker, turn on the lights. Go ahead and make for me a... I'm going to say presence and technology roll. I'm, right. I'm going to give you a chance to make this work. I like this so much. Uh, presence is three. My tech is one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I rolled a five with a one. So that is a total of nine with a, with a butt. Okay. I'm going to say that the butt is that it does work. A, a light flickers on, but the butt is that you see that you are completely surrounded by various pating that are in different states of of chaos. So there is one that is clearly chowing down on a jukebox. There is one that has gone to town on a futuristic set-dressed iPad that's being used as a cash register. There is one in leg warmers that is doing... Like break dancing. I in knew the, this the would be towards Gremlins Two territory. <laughs> this is Gremlins One territory, Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, do you want to describe what some of these patings are up to? Since the patings are your player characters for this session. <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, uh, there's definitely a pating who's just eating the the uh, one of the bar taps. There's a pating who is. Uh, just sort of got their tongue in the electrical plug and is like <laughs> getting power from that somehow and it looks very weird and they have kind of spiky hair on the top of their head as a result. Oh, that's Stripe. Is he the leader? Yeah, that's Stripe. He's the leader. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I knew it was going to be a race to do that this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just a, the variety of various potato activities. Well, there are definitely a couple on like an old style spinning fan because it's space, but they have like a spinning fan, but it's kind of spacey, so it has like Wait, little holes cut in it. 
when the yeah. when the light yeah. comes on, the two that were on the fan start trying to jump towards the, the light, and then like one goes flying off the fan and hits the wall, and the other yeah. one is still hanging on trying to get to the wall. <laughs> there's, there's a close-up of Pating like trying to work its way up the like fan vein, like it's a very like it's it's got a lot of G-force <laughs> on it, trying to reach the light at the center. <laughs> I'm just picturing Bart with Grandpa Simpson's teeth attached to the ceiling fan. Is that fixed like GoPro camera? <laughs> so Pretty much. It's actually Bart with Grandpa Simpson's teeth. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> you also just one pating that has somehow gotten itself inside a big bottle in at the bar and it bursts out. And these pating that are on the ceiling fan, one of them breaks the ceiling fan, which falls to the ground and hits a spark that ignites this liquor that has now broken out of this bottle that this one broke out of. And now you are surrounded by a pub that is starting to catch on fire and you are completely surrounded. Bye, Pating. 